0: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes.
1: Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China.
0: Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account.
1: Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China, no spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss 22, R-A-C-H-E-L-W-E-I-S-S 22.
0: And now for this week's episode. This week, episode 26, we have guest Rachel George licensed therapist and life coach with heart and mind coaching based in Beijing. She's very active in the community here, hosting a variety of wellness challenges and activities. She also joined us for our event that we ran in January earlier this year.
2: No, it was, yeah, yeah, it was January. Oh, was it? I think it was like last year, 2021. Oh, was it last year? It was oh the my mind, word! Soul mind, event, body, soul event. Wow. Um, with a few different speakers, Rachel was one of them. Xiaoji, who you have also heard on the podcast, yeah, as well as Anhel, who does a fitness community. Indeed. Um, it was really wonderful. But I've known Rachel for a while. You moved to Beijing. I guess we're gonna hear more about that, but you've been part of the community and I see you always popping up in WeChat groups, writing articles, running community challenges. I think you're just very involved with the community here in Beijing. And so really excited to hear from you today because we are going to be asking you for advice about the question we frequently get from people in China. Why is dating in China so damn hard? So with Date Night China, we've done so (laughs) many surveys. We've heard so many responses about online dating burnout, about just loneliness and disconnect and expat transience So many things that kind of combine into creating a different environment for dating here in China. So Rachel's joining us today to impart some wisdom on us that will hopefully give a more positive outlook and maybe a different perspective or some thoughts to reflect on for your own personal life. So welcome, Rachel George. Thank you for joining us.
3: Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. It's so good to see both of you again. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we did Heart and Soul, but it was amazing and just super, super stoked to be here to answer that. Why is dating so hard in China? Let's like, if we get the answer to this question, we're golden, right?
0: And you've got (laughs) just one simple, you can sum it up in a paragraph, right? You can just, you know, that's what people, easy answers. That's what our audience is looking for.
2: <laughs> easy super easy yeah
3: let's see how that goes no pressure
2: <laughs> so tell us a little about yourself first where you're from how long have you been in china and um how long have you been working as a therapist and also like yeah. what is your relationship status
3: love it so uh, this is my fifth year um in beijing and i came straight from houston texas to china had never been here before um, was in a relationship um, with my guy who was also here in China and just kind of was like, okay. One day I was like, oh, I'm going to China. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, um, I got a job and I'm going to China. So that's what brought me here. Um, I've been a therapist going on 18 years now. I know I look so young and fresh, but 18 years uh, in the game and started my life as a teacher and absolutely loved it. And was just always curious about why students were behaving in a certain way. I was more curious about the behavior, which led me to being a therapist and currently working in international school and middle school and love it, right? Just love it. Teaching was my heart and soul and passion. Um, So getting to be in a school house every day is just what I was put here to do and help people, right? Love the question about my relationship status though. I love that question. So do you? I would say, yeah, I do. No, I do. (laughs) I think it's great. So, um, because I'm like, okay, like, I don't even know how to answer that question. So I was in a relationship 10 years and this year he needed to stay back in America and be a dad. Um, and love for us has never really been about attachment. It's been about allowing each of us to be happy in the space and place and time. And so this is my first real year, my first year I was here. Um, but we were traveling back and forth. Right. So like we saw each other every three months and then he came the second year and this time things are a little different. So we're just kind of allowing each other and setting each other up for success and just kind of allowing us to see where life takes us. I mean, he's family. He's my guy. He's always going to be that guy, but it's kind of like, I'm free. Right. It's like, okay, let's just see what this experience is about. So I think like to say, what's my relationship status. I mean, I guess I'll be dating in China, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's where my relationship status is at the moment, right? So this was very timely. I thought it was pretty funny.
2: Interesting, like you said, having time with him and being here and now he's not here, like it's just an interesting change and a different season of life for you. So I hope it's going well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like,
3: you know, it's exciting. Um, on one end, and it's like, super scary at the other, because I'm not really even sure that I know how to date. Um, You know, like, how do you do that after you've, you know, been in a relationship, but we've always been, like, super open and free. And, you know, and just like, kind of allowed ourselves to have time and space to talk to other people, not necessarily date other people, though. So I don't know, it's exciting, to be honest. And then it's also kind of like, how do you focus really more on our friendship and kind of like, you know, the foundation of who we are, um, as, as together and who we are as individuals. So it's exciting. Let's see what happens.
0: Like a whole other episode in, on its own, because so many couples, <laughs> probably just, just, you, you know, trying to navigate that, Oh, well, one of us needs to go back and what do we do and yeah. how do we, how do we sustain it? How do we help each other? Like you say, set each other up for success, you know, it, it's, you know, and so many couples have got different approaches. I mean, we've known so many people already take different, um, mindsets about that. So yeah, maybe that's another episode. Yeah, really
2: yeah, so I
3: de- definitely, definitely. It was, it was a conversation and a decision that that came out of lots of conversations. And it was kind of like, I love you, you love me. That's not going to change. But I don't want either one of us sitting around and and being worried and concerned about what's going on in our respective lives. Right? Like that's just it's too much stress to put on each other. It's like no, like it's okay. You know, this this happened in this time and space for a reason you are to me and who I am to him is not going to change so let's just be happy and and focus on who we are as friends and I think that that's what's most important yeah but it is difficult
2: sure, and like um wise way of approach things and coming with a lot of love and care though and, mm. and knowing and that communication which I think maybe ties into what we're talking about today and you can impart some of your wisdom about dating yeah. Um, but just to start off, like dating can be challenging in China and any country you're in, but I think like we said, it can be a very unique experience here. Um, from your experiences, listening to people in China and maybe now your own experiences that you've been dating, why do you think dating in China is so difficult?
3: I mean, I hear it all the time. I can't tell you how many times I've heard like, Ugh, there's no men here. There's no women here. I can't find anyone like dating life sucks. Um, I've had friends that have left China um, in order to just say, okay, like I want to be in a relationship and I'm not finding anyone here. So they've made the decision to leave. And I'm just kind of like, I'm out all the time and I see people all the time. So like, what's the deal? Like, I don't, I don't understand. So I think it just kind of goes back to like, what is it really that you're looking for? Right. And I think the whole idea of dating, like there's such like a heaviness and an expectation that goes along with that word. We're really like, if we're just vibing or looking for someone to connect with. And we take that pressure off just a little bit. Um, I think it would kind of allow us to like drop our shoulders and recognize that connections are meaningful. Right. But I think China's is difficult. This expat bubble thing, it's so small. I mean, it, it's kind of like, we're all living in a super small town, trying not to like date our cousins or something i don't know like it's super 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 true oh, wow <laughs> so true it's so true it's like oh my gosh like okay who's your mama who's your daddy type of situation right like we go to the same bars we drink the same drinks we like i mean it's just we see each other we're on the same group chat so it's like been there done that type of thing um so i think that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult and most of the it's time we're all a bitch <laughs> yeah, like, come on. It's like somebody knows who you've been with, right? Somebody knows your story. I don't know. Um and then we go to the same places all the time. It's like you you go to like your standard, like, okay, I go here. I go there. So we're not really meeting some of the other people who go over there, right? So we we have like this pattern of consistency, um, and we're not really branching out of our own little social networks, which really would expand your opportunities. So, I think that's one of the reasons why dating in in China is so hard. Um, The other reason is this whole uncertainty. I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, It's just nobody really knows what's going on and what we're doing. Like, are you staying? Are you going? And so we've got this level of uncertainty just within ourselves, which makes it really difficult um, to attach ourselves, quote, quote unquote, to another person because it's like, okay, we're kind of like hesitating, right? I think they're calling it, researchers are calling it hesitating now. So it's just, we're kind of like, all right, like, okay. Like, I like you, this is great, but are you going to be here in three months? Like, what's your China story? How long are you going to be here? Um, so all of that just just makes it
2: super difficult. Hesitating. I've oh. never heard that before. Oh. Hesitating. missed Hesitating.
0: Oh, I missed oh, miss, oh, I miss, I miss that. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Dating, that yeah. It totally makes sense though we do get comments from people all the time about you know expat transients how people have different expiration dates in China. Well actually
0: so much so that now like I've got a I've got a rule where if anybody mentions transients or transient uh, then usually I have a drink in my hand and I have to drink and um, uh, by the <laughs> end of it by the end of it I'm, you, you I'm, I'm pretty sure. sauced. <laughs> You
2: know, that that we say a lot because I think it's very true for many people. And absolutely people aren't sure. Like where, where, where are you at now? Especially with COVID, especially how the world looks now. Like it's very, empty.
3: I mean, yeah, it's like a complete, like, just we're uncertain about pretty much everything. Right. And so then we're just kind of frantically looking for different situations that we can control, you know, and then we become desperate. And it's just like this big old cycle um we're, we're looking for something but we're not really sure what we're looking for is what we're looking for going to be here am i even going to be here i mean it's just it's it just makes it super difficult um to commit when we can't even really commit to ourselves or think about where we might want to be so you know there we go and i also think the whole great thing about COVID, I do believe that there's some fantastic things that have come out of COVID. But one of the things is that people have like super turned inward um, and worked so much on themselves. I mean, like self care and going to the gym. Like, I mean, have you been to therapy as like the new sexy pickup line? I mean, that is like, you know, I mean, like, forget anything else. It's like, have you been to therapy? Are you working with a life coach? Like, that's super sexy. So I think we've, we've turned inward. And so our our preferences and our values and like what we're looking for has changed a lot and we've gotten really better at that self-care um, and had growth there. So, you know, that also changes, changes things a little bit. The way that we date is going to be different because of that.
2: Described well, what the kind of landscape feels like with COVID, the uncertainty, The expat bubbles and why it's so hard and we've actually pulled a few specific scenarios as well from china daters um one of the surveys that we did talking about online dating burnout and why dating is so difficult so we'll share a few of these quotes with you from people who have interesting experiences dating so one of the challenges a lot of people have said is loneliness and disconnect so somebody said once in a while when loneliness creeps up i would venture onto the apps hoping to meet somebody that I could spend quality time with. But more often than not, it goes nowhere, and I'm left feeling empty by the experience. Then for a month or two, I would actively avoid the apps. I used to delete them when this happened, but I've learned that I will probably just end up going back at some point. And then having to go for login details, it just makes it a hassle. So now I keep them on my phone, and I just ignore them. How do you feel about that, Rach?
3: I mean, you know, here's the thing. Like, no one wants to be lonely right? You know, like Drake even has a line. Sorry, guys. I love Drake. Drake even has a line in one of his songs that he's like, no one wants to be 70 and alone, right? So that sense of belonging and connection is is just one of our greatest needs. We're not designed to be alone, so to speak. But it's really about what you believe alone to be. So perhaps like because loneliness is conditional. It's a conditional state, right? It's going to come, it's going to go. So if maybe shifting your mindset from I'm looking for someone to spend quality time with, which has a sense of intimacy, we need to build a sense of intimacy and trust before we start spending quality time with someone that's that's kind of deep, right? But instead of looking for that, which will come eventually, how about it be like, you're looking for someone just to connect with to chat with to talk with to experience some new things with, right? So Perhaps it's more of like shifting the mindset because if we're just jumping into, I'm looking for someone to spend quality time with, that's going to lead us to some disappointment, right? We can build up to the quality time and quality time might not even be someone's love language. Like, I mean, that's probably a whole nother episode too, but quality time and what does that look like for you, right? Quality time for me looks completely different than I'm sure quality time looks like for the two of you right? I don't need to see you every day. I, I barely want to see myself every day. So like texting me is quality time, but some people need to spend time in the same room. So like, what does that look like? So I think it's about really looking at what your expectations and what your definition of not only loneliness is, but quality time might be. Does that make sense?
0: That makes sense. Actually, like earlier this year, I don't want to go into too much detail, I guess, but like, you know, I've had a few, uh, I'm thinking of one friendship that had to just take some cooling period because our definitions of quality time or like being friends and like trying to connect um was just completely different and and where they're at and where I'm at just wasn't working it was just built it was just just causing friction every every moment every sort of moment of connection and then eventually it was like recently you know I had to you know. S- send uh, my friend a message and say, you know, I think we need to part ways because this is not working. Like I'm in a different stage, and 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 you're in a different stage, and I just don't think, you know, I can live up to your standard, and 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 um, it was just too difficult to sustain. And you know, maybe when I was younger, I might have entertained it, or it might have just gone on, or I might have ghosted the relationship in a weird way. Um, but but now I'm just like, you know what, I need to. Knit this in the bud and and we need to call it what it is it's it's time
3: yeah and you know that's the thing about friendship as adults right like I mean when we were younger like you could just be like hey do you want to play and they'd be like yeah and then everything was cool but when we're adults it becomes like it's another level of intention that comes into space right and then it's like putting in more time and effort and spending time on purpose and being able to communicate what I'm able to give you as a friend in this time and space and what you're able to give as a friend in time and space. Are we able to accept that? Right. And understanding that like our friendships are going to change. Like we've got all kinds of stuff going on as an adult. So like, how can we be more curious about what everyone has going on and, and be more open and put some air into that friendship and releasing the expectations that might come have come along whenever we were younger. So I see that I have often in adult friendships, like you're expecting too much of what i'm not able to give and there might have been some needs that weren't expressed on both of your parts you know what i mean or, or some some feelings that weren't expressed in both of your parts looking back at it um but that's where just you hold each other accountable and you know have those conversations but thanks for sharing that like that's a common thing
0: okay about it now it was difficult because you know i you know I talked to rachel a lot about it um, uh, but I feel okay with the, you know, I think it's the best thing. And, and, you know, I think it's yeah. a mature way to deal with it going into it. Yeah. I would have, I would have gone in completely different, but, uh, it, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, um, uh, and maybe that'll change, but, um, for now it's, you know, it's, it's settled with, and I'm happy at that.
3: That's all right. You had a boundary and you stuck to it and, and that's it. And good on you for not ghosting, man. Like, uh, That is so hard. Ghosting really can feel like a death. And I know that that's like super heavy, but it's the truth. Like whenever you just kind of disappear on someone, the other person is just kind of left holding this like, whoa, like what happened? Like this person just disappeared from my life, right? But it's so much easier to ghost (laughs) because we don't have to deal with it. We don't have to have a conversation. Um, So good on you for taking the mature. These are my boundaries. I'm going to state them road and not ghosting and just saying how you feel hands in the air yay
2: like inserting your boundaries or you're not afraid of conflict either or an uncomfortable conversation
0: i don't i don't mind really
2: good i think that's the part that people feel afraid of they're like i don't want an awkward conversation i don't want an uncomfortable situation or something where i'm gonna feel like the bad guy because i'm saying something the other person's not going to like hearing and that can be really uncomfortable. Right. Like I I don't really like conversation and I've had to learn and I'm still working on it about how to not shy away from it and like, yeah, assert my boundaries, feel comfortable and confident doing that. Because it's long it's like worse in the long run to not do that.
3: Right. I mean it's so it's so difficult. And I think maybe even acknowledging, like, man, this sucks. And this is a hard conversation for me to have and I am uncomfortable, but like this is something that I need to do for me, and I'm hoping that you can understand and maybe we can work from there. Right. But it's just, no one really likes it. It's not a fun thing. Um, But then the more you do it, the easier you get at it, you know? So.
2: Let's talk a little bit more about online dating, online dating burnout. Um, And a lot of people feeling like it's just incessant swiping and matches never go anywhere. There's no intentionality behind it. What are some challenges with online
3: dating? So, I mean, hello, like the burnout is real. And I think like, you know, really, I guess it goes back to that intention, but like there's so much that you can learn from your chats in the online site. Like, are you having some banter? Like, how are the conversations? Are they going like beyond the like, hey girl, hey, or you look like that little like frivolous stuff. You know, it's just kind of like, it's okay. And just like really kind of looking like, I did a test, by the way. So I wanted to see like the differences between men and women, how they swipe and things on Tinder, right? It's been very interesting. Um, Like I think sometimes there's some intention where some people just swipe right to everyone and then just kind of see what happens, right? And then some of us are very selective with our swipes. And so I say, um, swipe right more, you know, because you just never know. I think again, if we just take that pressure off and just like see it as a communication and I'm just meeting new people, I'm expanding my circle. um, I can, I can get it. Yeah. I can, I can figure it out. But I think also like maybe cutting to that date as soon as you can. I mean, because what happens is, is you, the more that you chat and the more that time goes on, you like have this fantasy of what this person is going to be in real life and then it's like okay i believe they're gonna smell this way yes i've seen their picture but whatever like we're gonna vibe this way and then you get to the date and you have these high unrealistic expectations and you're disappointed so it's like mm -mm. within three weeks just cut to the date like stop stop the chat
2: let's chat in person he would like limit he was like i need to get to a date in under 10 messages it wasn't like a hard and fast rule. It was just wow. like it was just something like if if we're liking each other and there's some good banter, I'm gonna immediately move off the app, the dating app, and like let's make a real plan to meet up. Like rather than like let's go on for days on the app and languish over, uh, I don't know. Then you don't answer back. You kind of ghost anyway. Wow. Yeah. So he had this rule. Maybe it wasn't ten messages. But it, it kind of
0: it. sounds like a you know what's that movie with Kate Hudson? How to lose a guy in ten days? It's yeah. like how to get a date in ten <laughs> messages. <laughs> That'd be I great, love that. That's. I'm gonna pitch that to Netflix. Yeah, that's, you should. Yeah, let's do <laughs> think it.
3: Think you totally show. should. I would watch that. I think it's. I mean, I think that's fantastic, right? And I think it's also like swiping outside of your norm. Um, I ran. This is probably not good for me to say, but I won't disclose the name of my friends. But I ran four of my friends' Tinder accounts for like four months, and I would get to them to the point. Yeah. No. I saw, no. Yeah. What? Man, I am killer. I am killer man. I am so good. So I would get them to the point where it was like time for them to like, you know, be, get off the app and be on WeChat. And then I would give them a rundown of course of what we talked about, what the vibe was, what I thought, and then there you go. And I will say I've been very successful and let me tell you why. It's because I was swiping outside of their norm. It was people that they would have never swiped on and I was just like, mm, you know what? Like looks kind of funny or she looks kind of you know kind of cheeky yep yep we're doing this and bam there you go i should i really that should be like a side hustle for me i should run people's tinder accounts so too. yeah
0: please yeah god that's why for two, your friends yeah two two netflix deals well wow, easy hello
2: You can easy. partner on
0: that one um please tell me that you had uh, a ppt for your friends that would be amazing like you sit around and you're like okay sit down listen up there's like a 20 point ppt about the men that you're gonna be seeing
3: i mean you're calling me out i actually did almost like a scandal i don't know if you guys have ever seen scandal but like a scandal where they put the picture up and then they put like all of the different things kind of like a like an investigative board yeah something kind of like that it's like okay this is his deal this is what time he usually starts texting yeah I mean, it was, it was, it was great. I will say I got lots of joy out of it. I will say, I will say. I, I used some of my idea, friends' though. verbiage. Yeah, because they wouldn't have done it. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. They wouldn't and have done it for like themselves. And they would have. trust
2: well and that you know well. Like they're like, hey, you know me yes. well. See what happens. And they're, they're going to look out for you too. They're not going to let like bad dates exactly. slip in. But they might swipe exactly. on people you might not usually. I think people get stuck I in boxes mean, as well. Of what they're looking absolutely. for or their expectations. So that's a great advice.
3: There you go. Let your bestie run your Tinder for a minute and see what happens. There you go.
2: (laughs) As well was, I've had many dates that didn't feel like dates, but it felt more like job interviews. What is my star sign? What are my future goals? What is my blood type? Children, how much money do I make? We just (laughs) met.
3: So... Frustrating, right? So frustrating. I think first and foremost, it's important for us to remember that none of us really know how to do this dating thing, right? Like none of us do. Like love is natural, dating is not. Like it just isn't. And so people are super comfortable at work, super comfortable in a work environment, right? We're very dominated by work culture, so it's kind of like they know how to interview someone, they know how to give feedback, they know how to do what they do there, so. They're going into a date with something that they're comfortable with doing, right? And so I think the challenge with that is, like, own the pivot. Like, communication is a two-way street, right? So if I'm sitting on a date and they're just going through this laundry list of, you know, who are you? How long have you been here? Do you want kids? Do you have an animal? You know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to recognize that. Like, this is not the direction I want the conversation to go. So, like, own the pivot. Like, pivot the conversation. Um, whenever someone's coming out with their detailed list and give the other person some grace, like they don't know what they're doing. You don't know what you're doing either. So that's why I always challenge people to go on at least two or three dates. I say at least three, some people say two, but the first date is really nothing. It's it's their representative that's showing up. It's really not them. So like, give them, give them a pass, go on another date see see what it's all about the questions could have been their way of like toning down their nervousness you know
0: devil's advocate like isn't a complaint say if a guy was doing that asking all those questions wouldn't a account if he wasn't doing that then all like you know a lot of you know women complain about guys just like i've got so many girlfriends that have said oh he just talked about himself he didn't ask me one question (laughs) but too many questions is just crazy okay so like the guy's Well, you're getting guys listening to this like okay well how many fucking questions do I need to ask (laughs) that doesn't make me sound like a weirdo
3: right like what's the happy medium like I don't understand do you want me to ask you don't want me to ask like what's the deal like we can be so complicated I think it's again like I mean if you feel like no one is asking you something about yourself but then at the same time you're not offering information about yourself then like who's holding the bag of shit, right? Like, I mean, who's to blame, I guess, maybe for that. So it's like, if you're in a situation and you feel as though you're not divulging or you're not being asked things about yourself, offer up things about myself or better yet, call the person out. Like, hey, man, you, we've talked about you for like five minutes. Like, let's talk about me. I'm fantastic, right? Like, just kind of, again, own the pivot, like pivot it back into the direction that you want it to go. I think sometimes we listen, listening is an art, it's a skill. And oftentimes we listen to respond and not necessarily like listen to understand. And so, you know, some, oftentimes we're just kind of caught up in that kind of vibe, that situation. And it's like, okay, like once there's a natural pause, pivot the conversation. And then also, like I said, remember, we don't know what we're doing. Like no one really knows how to date and that's okay. We're doing the best we can. We're gonna figure this out together, type of type of thing. That's a good devil's advocate question. I like that. Okay.
0: okay, so that is the end of part one. We had such a great chat with Rachel George that we decided to split this into two parts.
1: Yes. So tune back in next week. Rachel will be back again to expand more of her sage wisdom about dating next week's episode is going to be talking about the difference between values and preferences when dating how to have a more positive mindset when it comes to making connections and also how to like evaluate a date and see how they align with the values that you've reflected on
0: mm-hmm. and lots of other great nuggets of, of, of wisdom and advice in between so listen in and thanks a lot for listening to this episode
1: bye